Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your hosts, Tom Zappala and Boston sports personality, John Mallory. I got to ask you a question. Okay. So you have your official memory lane Yeti. Yeah. But you, you, you hide a freaking half-bitten well, apple I mean, behind I don't wanna, it. I mean, I had a little bit of the apple before the show, and I might eat it during I the mean, break. can't you put it off camera? No. I, I, well, you know what? No one saw it until you brought it up. So that's basically what you do. You use the, the Yeti. By the way, Brian, the Yeti that was given to us by J.P. By the way, it's not an official Cohen. Yeti. It's, it's well, like it's a, kind of a Yeti. It's a fake Yeti. <laughs> Is it a fake? But we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show. Tom Zappler, my good friend yeah. and co-host. Not a Yeti. J.M., Johnny Mallory. How are you, brother? brother? Good to see you. Hey, man. we have a great show today. Uh, this is a special show. Uh, everybody can see. Uh, Mr. Mr. News himself, <laughs> Brian Dwyer. He's on TV more Robert than Ryan Ed- Seacrest now. He is. Is. Is that- <laughs> He's the Ryan Seacrest of the collectibles world. He is. That's world. exactly what he is. Brian Dwyer from Robert Edward Auction. <laughs> Brian, how are you, brother? Good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you uh, making time for me. Yeah, you kidding? You're making time for exactly. us. You're, you're in demand, bro. Exactly. You're in demand. And don't forget, you can How watch does it the- feel to go from the Today Show yeah. to the Great American Collectible Show? Actually, it's more fun with us, though, you have to admit. <laughs> it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of fun, and I think probably more people are watching this. Hey, Brian, I can ask you a question. <laughs> uh, did, did, has Al Roker kept the weight off? Yeah, I, honestly, slim, I mean, I grew up watching the Today Show, and yeah. he looks slim. Slim. great. He looks fantastic. He yeah. looks really good. Yeah, nice guy. Very nice guy. Very fun. Very funny. He's hundred and six. Uh, That's this. he looks really good. good. Oh, so, I know for his age, he looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, folks, remember you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube. You can listen to us on any of your favorite uh, internet platforms. Uh, you name it, we're on it, and we're also on WCAP. Up here in the Boston area. Al, Al Roker is so old. The first forecast he did was when Noah built the ark. He did. That's right. Ah, I did not know That's that. That's awful. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, everybody knows what's going on in the hobby world uh, with the Robert Edward Auctions auction. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tease a little bit. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a it's a iconic card. But yeah. we're gonna hold off on showing the card. And talking about the card, let's talk about the auction in general, uh, Brian, if we can. Um, you've got some unbelievable items besides the card. Uh, tell us about a few of them. One of them being the 1914 Jack Dunn. That has kind of piqued my interest, and I think it's going to pique the interest of a lot of people. Tell us about that card. Yeah, super cool card. So, I mean, the Ruth's obviously the headliner, but with that Ruth came 14 other cards that had been saved in the same family. Hmm. And lot number two in this auction is a card of a guy named Jack Dunn. You probably know Dunn if you collect T206s, but he was a great baseball player, great baseball man, businessman, and he is credited with discovering Babe Ruth. Um, So we've got a card of his from the same set as this Ruth rookie card. It's lot number two. 
currently at about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars, drawing a lot of interest for a guy who many people probably haven't heard of before today. Brian, was he a scout or was he just a guy that saw him play? And what 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 was the deal with that? Yeah, so Dunn actually managed and owned the Baltimore Orioles at that time. That's 1914. Okay. And he was made aware of a kid named Ruth who was playing at the St. Mary's School in Baltimore. So he goes over and he checks on this guy and sees he's tall and strong and decides that he wants to see if he'll join his professional club, the Orioles. And uh, the priests at the school say he's a ward of the state. If you want him, you've got to become his legal guardian. So Jack Dunn uh, becomes Ruth's legal guardian. Ruth's 19 years old and uh, puts a glove on his hand and says, go go play for my team. Wow. Wow. No, I was going to I mean, say it's, it's a story, great story. And, and, you know, we get these all the, and the stories. But the cards are great themselves, obviously. But the stories behind the cards are pretty unique. It really, they, really, pretty yeah, they really, yeah. yeah. You know, the, uh, taking the Ruth card and putting it aside for one moment – some of the other cards that you have in this auction, you have uh, a 52 mantle to PSA 7. I mean, yeah. tell us about that. I mean, I'm assuming, Brian, uh, that these all came from different consigners, or did a lot of these cards come from one consigner? No. So, I mean, all, all the Baltimore news cards stayed together. They came from one collector, but the, the rest of the auctions put together by hundreds and hundreds of different consigners. That 52 mantle comes from a different place than the Ruth card. But like you said, it's graded a seven. Um, beautiful card, really strong image. You know, those 52s can come in all sorts of different centering and, and clarity of the blue. This one's really nice. Got an eye appeal sticker on it. Um, that was at about $160,000 last I looked. Brian, can you give us a little back? I mean, the Baltimore news cards, what, who put those out? Was that a card company? Was it a newspaper company? How did that, what was the background on that company? Yeah, or those Baltimore cards? News was a newspaper in Baltimore. Okay. So a lot of people know the Baltimore Sun. Yeah. Uh, at that time, the Baltimore News was a competitor. They had been around for a couple <clears throat> decades. They lasted into the late 1980s, but they produced this card set. In 1914, you had the major leagues, but then you had a couple other smaller leagues that were gaining uh, popularity. You had the the International League, yep. of which the Orioles were a member, and then you had the Federal League, which was just starting in 1914. Baltimore had two teams. They had the Orioles of the International League, and they had the Terrapins of the Federal League. And the newspaper put out a set with players from the Orioles, uh, Ruth among them, Jack Dunn among them. And uh, we don't know exactly how they were issued, but they had schedules for the for the team home and away on the back. So we can surmise that maybe they were giveaways. Maybe they were, uh, you know, presented at the newsstands for kids to take or buy. But uh, really, really just awesome looking cards. When you said that they were, um, you know, a family with those cards, uh, was it? you know, didn't know they were there, found them up in the attic. Did they know they were there? Was there, obviously I'm guessing one of their you know family members passed away. Is that how you got them or? Yeah. So it actually came to us. There was an intermediary stop along the way, but from uh, in 1914, the, the, the newspaper boy who collected these cards was about 16 years old. So he got Ruth and the other 14 cards. They stayed in his family for generations and we've actually spoken to that original family. They remember playing with the cards growing up. They didn't have any idea of the significance or the ultimate value. But in 1998, they loaned these cards to the Babe Ruth Birthplace and Museum in Baltimore, and they displayed them there. Uh, people knew that the card was there. 
over the years had made some attempts to try and buy it. And it wasn't until 2021 that somebody was uh, successful in making an offer to buy the card from the family. So it was in their family for 107 years, had a two-year stop in a private collection, and now it's being sold. Brian, um, how many, I guess, how many exist we of can the Ruth. 10 of now, Ruth. Now, why so few? Just, I mean, there, do you think there are any more out there, uh, you know, uh, lurking somewhere? Or is it just, uh, it was a car that was just, a lot of people didn't pay attention to originally? Yeah, I mean, we don't have any information about how many were made originally. But if you look at the timeline, Ruth was signed with the team in the early part of 1914. And then by the end of the by the end of the year, he was on the Red Sox. Jack Dunn was in financial uh, trouble. He had to sell Ruth's contract to the major leagues. And then the, the Orioles actually moved out of Baltimore before the uh, 1915 season. So there was a very short window of time where people could even watch Ruth play for the Baltimore team. Um, we don't think many were made. And at minimum, certainly not many existed. Could there be more out there? Of course there could. Um, but, you know, Babe Ruth's such a recognizable name. You'd think that if people were cleaning out their attic, they 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 would have stumbled upon it. You saw last auction. We have the Joe Doyle. I mean, so we know we know that stuff still lurking out there. But uh, I don't think we're going to see fifteen or twenty more of these pop up. We are chatting with Brian Dwyer from REA. You know, Brian, I got to be honest. I don't know if you've chatted with some of your uh, friendly competitors. Uh, but I have. You know, you know who the players are that we chat with on a regular basis. Every one of them uh, is thrilled for you. Um, and I'm being honest here. At the Boston show, I spoke to several of them, and their attitude is, you know, something couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So I just want to pass that on. Uh, you know, again, uh, they just everybody's happy. That, that well, I think I mean when something like this happens, you know, it's we, had the, we had the Mantle card last year at the National and everything with you know with Derek and and Heritage. It's uh, right, Brian. I mean, it's isn't it, it brings attention to what you guys all do. Well, that's just it. I mean, yeah. So you you said it. We're all friendly competitors. I mean, I've worked very closely with some of those guys in my past lives, and at minimum at the National, we see each other every year. But yes, to John's point, this is the type of thing where, you know, you want baseball cards in the mainstream media. You want baseball cards on the Today Show, Wall Street Journal, Fortune, Forbes. I mean, we've been all over. And that's just great for whatever we're all selling. So um, and happy happy to be able to do it. And isn't it awesome? Both you guys can comment on this because this is something you've talked about a lot. I think something like this, whether it's a Mantle card last year, this iconic Ruth card this year, we talk about young collectors. I don't want to say young, young or new collectors getting beyond what's in front of them on the stat sheet with the modern cards and getting more interested in vintage cards. Something like this does that, right? Yeah, I think this is hugely um, opportunistic for the hobby to say, hey, here's a card. Here's why it's rare. Here's why it's special. Here's what separates it from not only other vintage cards, but from the modern world. And, you know, I've been on this show dozens of times saying there's no wrong way to collect. Right. But if you're curious 100%. and you're trying to learn about vintage, this is a great opportunity to dive in and, and learn a lot more. Interestingly enough, you know, I talk about my grandson, Johnny, all the time. My grandson is 10 years old and he got into it about uh, two years ago, I, obviously with my help. And he is really into the modern stuff. 
And I kind of advise him because he, he really loves basketball and football. But he calls me, being Sicilian, he calls me Nanu. And he called me up, Nanu, did you hear about that card <laughs> that is they're going to get $10 million yeah. for? I said, yes, Johnny, I yeah. did. But um, it makes me so happy that he actually called me and yeah. heard about it. And, you know, That's not, not every new or young collector can go buy that card, obviously. Not. But they might say, oh, you know, here's a Babe Ruth who played in, the, you know, the teens and the 20s and 30s. There's other players. Or there's other Ruth. You know what I mean? They're going to start looking back and see, even if it's, it's money-based, even if it's financial-based, so what? They're going to start looking back at those cards now and saying, i got to look beyond Mike Trout and Otani. Absolutely. You know? so. Hey, Brian, there's another card in your auction that uh, I have a close affinity to, an SEM-116 Wagner. Uh, yeah. That's a great card. I, I owned one at one time. Uh, I can't remember. Is it a pastel or the blue background? Do you remember? This this one in this current auction is pastel. We had a blue in the last auction that set an all-time record. So they, they've been really popular lately. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing card. It really is. I mean, on, I mean, I don't have to tell you. It's it's wonderful card. It's from a highly popular set, and it's very reminiscent of the T206 Wagner, which I think is what catches people's attention. Yeah, which leads me to uh, another M116 question. I think I'll mention it uh, in my Gax moment. I love that set. It's a great set. Um, is that set, like, a one, another card that really intrigues me is the M116 Cobb. That's a beautiful card. Is a card like that continuing to increase in value and, and, and popularity? I think so. I mean, I think M116 as a set has always been very underrated. Um, you know, if you go back even historically, you could buy PSA 8 commons for virtually nothing compared to other sets of the era. But it's got a great player selection. It's very attractive. The blue background subset is one of my favorites Gorgeous. in vintage cards. Um, so I do think that they're starting to get some some recognition. And I think cards like the Wagner and the Cobb and there's Matthewson and Young in there. I think those are poised for some more growth. Hey, how much does, uh, both again, I, I tap into you too, Zap, because you've been doing this for a long time since you're extremely old. And, um, yeah, you're killing me with this stuff. I know, I'm a little feisty today. I don't know why. Did you, uh, excuse me, you had a colonoscopy two days ago. <laughs> I'm all cleaned out. I feel refreshed. <laughs> right? so, <laughs> don't go down that road. Maybe that's why. Maybe they get all the venom out. I'm just reloading now a little bit. And it's the holidays, so why not be mean? Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say, how much does... Like a card like that, the M116s, that are unique looking. The appearance, the look of a card, the color of a card. I know when I first started doing this and we were doing the Cracker Jack book, like that red, you know, that, that was neat. You know, it drew me to it. How much does that factor into the interest of collectors, how a card looks? You want to answer that first, Bri? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I've always thought about these baseball cards as little pieces of art. And yeah. if you think about art, you know, people are are drawn to color. They're drawn to design. They're drawn to shape. I think that... Um, Look, there are some pretty ugly cards that still are very <laughs> widely collected. But by and large, if you're a collector that's looking for a path forward, you're going to gravitate to those really good-looking cards, those really nice sets. I think that's why T206, frankly, is hugely popular. There's so many different designs. There's so many different colors. Yeah. Great player selection. So, yeah, I mean, aesthetics are are not an insignificant part of collecting. I, I agree with that. And I mean, there are, as he said, there are some ugly sets. I mean, there are some sets uh, – that came out in the 40s that are black and white. Right. 
there's, there's not, they don't jump out at yeah. you. And I think that's really but important. But you're a collector. You're drawn to unique Always. The colors. I, I know you've the, always the talked about colors. that. So, yeah. I've always liked the T206s, yeah. T205s. Um, even the Diamond Stars. I mean, the Diamond Stars, that's a, that's a, that's a really nice, vibrant set yeah. as, far as, as far as colors go. Yeah. Another card that you have, and again, we're chatting with Brian Dwyer, and we are teasing a little bit because, uh, Brian, you do have the card with you, correct? I might. <laughs> you should say after the um, break, keep people here. Yeah. yeah. Brian, I do have this. Because normally they phase out 15 <laughs> minutes in. We need to keep There's them. another card that I have uh, <laughs> that I own that I bought recently because I did a little research on it, and that's the Bond bred Jackie Robinson with the facsimile yeah. signature. I think that card, again, I own the card for, for uh, disclaimer purposes, but I think that's kind of a cool card, and I think that's, a, that's a, a card to really keep an eye on. That's why I bought it. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I own one, too. I've always been drawn to it. I think it's got a great story. REA has an interesting history with that set because we uh, we were part of a find where many of the examples that are in the hobby today actually originated with a kid who consigned to us uh, you know, he was an older man at the, when he consigned it, but he was a kid that grew up chasing the bread trucks. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a great set. And I think if you look at the pricing, I mean, certainly it's come up in the last several years, but it's always lagged behind the Leaf right. card and other other popular Robinson cards. So I like it. You know, true rookie card issued in 47. Um, I think it's a good value. And I, I bought one for myself and tucked it away. Yeah. So I have was my, that company around for a while? The, Bond Bread? The Bond Bread? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do they do cards for a long time? I think it was, it was like Wonder Bread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I, I never heard I, of them. I, I, I never know, heard of I don't know yeah. how long they existed yeah. for, but Wonder Bread is out of business now, correct? Is it out of business? Isn't it? I don't know. Wonder Bread was good. You know why? Can we get our research team to well, check on the status of Wonder Bread? Well, the, the thing is with Wonder Bread, and that was a Boston bread. With Wonder Bread, the good thing about Wonder Bread. Nissen was a Boston bread. No, yeah, but with Wonder Bread, if you were doing your walls or your, and you needed some joint compound, <laughs> you could just soak it in water and you were good. You were That's good. right. This I, is good bread talk. <laughs> I we're chatting with uh, Brian, Brian Dwyer yeah. uh, from REA Auction. Speaking of bread. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, and Brian, we have a new segment called Another Gax Moment uh, that I do, uh, and we, we kind of hi we highlight it as a short later on. We can chat about that, and then we're going to ask Brian if he can fetch the card. Another Gax Moment is my favorite part of the show because I, I can just do something else. I don't Eat need to apple. listen to you. Yeah. Hang in there. We'll be right back. <laughs> Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection 
and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, welcome to another Gax Moment brought to us each week by our good friend Paul Borges and the great staff at PB Collectibles, your neighborhood card shop. Go to pbcollectibles.com for all of your cards and sports memorabilia, a great little shop in Rhode Island. This week, <clears throat> I want to talk about what I consider the Mount Rushmore of players to collect. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're interested in building a vintage portfolio and need to choose four players to use for your investment, you can't go wrong with these four big guns. And keep in mind, you don't need to own the cards of these players in high grades because they can get very, very expensive. Low to mid-grade cards of these grades will do the trick. And you, again, you don't have to break the bank. So if you're an average collector, which most of us are, these, uh, you want to consider investing in these players. Uh, low to mid-grade cards of these greats will do the trick. These four greats, without a doubt, are the Mount Rushmore, of, uh, in my opinion. Number one, of course, Babe Ruth. If you can muster a Ruth collection of some sort, you're off to a great start. The 33 Gaudi. Uh, for instance, is a great card, the 1923 W515-1, the W516-1, the W517. 
you may be able to afford a Gaudi or two in a low grade. That's the point I'm trying to make here. You don't have to break the bank. Invest the card. You can buy a PSA 1, a PSA 2. If you're going to flip the card, you're wasting your money. Buy the card, hold on to it, and see what happens. Number two, Honus Wagner. Again, Honus Wagner. We're not going to talk about the T206 Wagner uh, because that's kind of out of the, uh, the range of everyone. But, for instance, the 1910 E91 the E93, the E92 Dockman and Sons, the Cracker Jack, or the E90-2, which uh, that's a car that I particularly love. Uh, again, you can buy a Wagner in a low grade. You don't have to break the bank. Um, a great car to invest in, in a one, a two, a three. If you can afford it at a little higher grade, you're not going to go wrong with that particular card. Number three on my Mount Rushmore list is obviously Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, great player. You can go with the M116 Sporting Life, a T205, a T206, a Cracker Jack, a US Caramel 1933, a T203. There are many different variations of Cobb cards that you can buy. Again, you don't have to buy, for instance, the T206 Cobb with his bat off the shoulder in a 7 or 8. A lot of us can't afford it. However, you buy it in a 1, you buy it in a 2, you hold on to it. It's a great investment. Last but not least, Lou Gehrig. <clears throat> Lou Gehrig, another great player. That's the fourth card, the fourth player on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, the 1933 Gaudi, 32 U.S. Caramel, a 34 Gaudi. There are many, many different uh, Gehrig cards that you can buy. Um, the more obsolete, and I don't want to say obsolete, but the less popular, the better off you are. Again, these are only examples, and you can make your buying decision. But our suggestion is looking, looking into every issue that goes from there. T206, T205s, Gaudis, Caramel cards, E90s, W502s, uh, DeLongs. A card into PSE, a PSA 1, or even authentic is still a good investment for these iconic players. As I always say, if you're going to flip the card, don't bother. Hold on to them for long term, and you can't go wrong. And that's another Gax moment. What do you guys, I mean, uh, you know. I think that's really. Uh... That's really interesting. I think it's really informative. You know, and I think the, the message is good, and that is, you know. Those are the four, the four big guns, if you will. Well, I but I mean, there's levels of the cards. You, you know, yeah. one or a two. Oh, no, I want to get it. Well, that's fine, but yeah. Brian, do you agree with that? I mean, I like there it. were two cards. I mean, the other two players, Brian, on my list, and I kind of, I had to put them aside, was Joe Jackson and Mickey Mantle. In, was, in your opinion, do you agree with those four, four players being the Mount Rushmore of players to possibly collect? Yeah, I mean, those, those were literally the exact four that I came up with. When you said, okay, I'm going to pick four, I went through the list in my head. I said Ruth Gehrig, Cobb, Wagner. Um, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for Mantle. Jackson certainly has fewer cards than those guys, but he's worthy. And uh, uh, But yeah, those were the exact four that I came up in my mind. Yeah, I think, again, in a low grade, 
You can't go wrong. Are the low grades <clears throat> of those cards available in sure. whether it's REA or another you know auctions throughout? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah across I mean, the Brian, border, you've had yeah. them. You've had, actually, everybody's had them. Yeah. But you know, keep in mind, a, a PSA one thirty three Gaudi is is can be costly. For I was going to say it's still a pretty expensive yeah, card. But, yeah. But but there are other cards that you can buy. Um, I, you know, I can remember Brian when I bought the first card I bought. First Cobb card I bought was probably in nineteen ninety two. I bought a T206 red background Cobb with a, uh, a polar bear back. I paid 220 bucks for it. Hmm. In 1992, that was probably a lot of money. I don't even remember what I sold that card for, but it was a lot more than that years right. later. Right. So point being is you can still spend the money today. It may seem like a lot of money, but 10 years from now, it may be worth it. It's the it. one thing, and you guys can both comment on this, one thing that a lot of collectors don't have, maybe especially new collectors, not seasoned collectors like yourself, is patience. It's not, a, it's not a high level of patience in this game now with new collectors, right? Agree? Yeah, Disagree? I mean, we see, we see all types, but yes, I mean, certainly I think there's a lot of attention given to the, the flipping and the kind of like the day trading right. um, yeah. aspect right. of it. Right. And if you look at day trading <clears throat> stocks, it's very hard to make that a successful uh, tactic. But if you play the S&P over a period of 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you'll do okay. That's how I've approached my collection. I mean, one of the first cobs that I bought was a red background. I paid more than $200 for it, but it's up multiples of what I paid for it seven or eight years ago. I, so I couldn't agree with I've you. I've always liked those blue chips. All right. We're going to talk about that a little later on, investment portfolios. But do, can you give me a drum roll? I can give you a drum roll. Oh, that sucked. All right. So I'll give you the Les Nessman traffic copter. <laughs> so it's time for uh, – we're all very excited. Uh, uh, the Babe Ruth card is uh, – when does the auction end, Brian? December 3rd, Sunday, December 3rd. Sunday, December 3rd. So if you're watching this show right now, and I'm talking to guys like Staten Joe Marino, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Stan Orr, uh, Kenny Clausen, all you high rollers, <laughs> get your bids in right now for this card, especially Marino. Marino's got more money than God, and you've got a bid on this card, Joe. He's helping to pay Aaron Boone's salary this That's year. Correct. So, yeah. Can we take a look at it uh, Pry, there it Look is. Look at that card. That is just an amazing, amazing. So again, for people that maybe just tuned in, Brian, that is the what? This is the nineteen fourteen Baltimore News Babe Ruth rookie yep. card? One of ten. This is the first appearance that Ruth ever made on a trading card. Wow. On the back, you see the year nineteen fourteen. You see Baltimore. You have the schedule, home and away. And in this picture, he's 19 years old. Unbelievable. That's just, just, just a Do you great. marvel sometimes, and maybe you give us the background on how, where those cards were, were they maintained, you know, were they kept in a good spot, were they taken care of? Sometimes I marvel at these things that are over 100 years old and the condition that they're in. That, that card looks like it's in really good shape. Yeah, it's great. It's graded a three by SGC, yeah. which makes it the second highest graded example. There's one PSA four out there. Yeah, um, has a couple creases, has has corner wear, but you know it's a larger, it's a slightly larger card, and right. it's got the colored, uh, you know, the, the the red border, so pretty susceptible to wear. Do I marvel when I see this? Absolutely. I mean, this is uh, this is just amazing for so many different reasons. This card. Yeah. How was it kept? Um, again, we've spoken to the family a little bit, and 
it was kept in a shoebox and it was played with and there was no thought <laughs> to the fact that it might be valuable and there was no thought to the fact that it might be even significant. Yeah. So crazy passed down through generations. You know, why can't I find something like that? I've been, I've been, I've been I go to people's houses. I go up in their attic. I say, I have to use the bathroom and I go up in their <laughs> attic and up I'm, there. I'm looking for lunch bags, cigar boxes. Yeah. I find nothing. You know, I mean, I find nothing. You know, when my grandmother and grandfather, when they were in their nineties, right? I, I used to go, you know, go, the only thing I found was my grandfather's Nothing. citation for bootlegging. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, that I was, found knives, guns, fireworks. I've never found any cards. You know? <laughs> Brian, can we talk about, and if you don't want to discuss this, you don't have to. Let, can we talk about your private collection? I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not, I have no idea how big or small it is, but like, what is, what is, can you tell us what the Mount Rushmore of your collection is for Brian Dwyer? Your top four, and whether it be it could be a card, could be a piece of memorabilia. Um, I have a lot of you know. I've been doing this a long time, um, and I always stick to the big names. So I've got Ruth and Mantle and Cobb and Wagner. I look at one of the pieces that I'm most proud of is uh, my '52 Mantle. So I have owned a 52 mantle at one point or another in every grade almost from authentic up to seven. Wow. And I've sold them all except for my PSA one. And my PSA one 52 mantle is the first one that I ever owned. It was the culmination of many years. I remember the first time the 2003 national was the first time I ever saw a 52 mantle in person. And I always wanted one and I got it about 10 or 15 years later. Um, so that's that's a special one to me. I have some great Cobb cards. I mean that that red background Cobb uh, is a PSA six. I've had that great for Cobb. almost a decade. Um, I have an N twenty eight set and N twenty eight Allen and Ginter. That's a set that I gravitated to. Wow! Uh, right when I started collecting vintage, and I I bought it in you know twos, threes, and fours. I think maybe my Anson's a five. To, um, and then even over the years, I've kind of branched out. I think that people would be surprised that, you know, I tell them I've got the best collection in the world every time I do an auction. So I've tried to branch out and I've added some currency and I've added some political documents. So I've got a, a George Washington signature. I've got an Abraham Lincoln signature, um, See, Beatles signature. That's, neat. that's yeah. stuff that I love too. Yeah, Ellen, that's cool. she, you know, she will not let me, <laughs> you know, she, she has like, we have a budget. Yeah. When it comes to buying my buying memorabilia, and she'll say, Ellen does our books, so she'll say, Okay, you have this much money to spend. Right. So what I typically do, Brian, is I'll take as I, I mentioned this last week, if I have a pool of money, I'll take half of it and buy a card that I want personally for mm -hmm. my collection or a piece of memorabilia. The other half I'll spend on a piece of memorabilia or a card that I'll hold on to for a period of time and then sell it. Right. And that's what, that's what we use. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, we, we've had some good luck with that. We've yeah. had some good luck with that. Yeah. But, uh, Brian, staying with you a little bit, we, we kind of joked a little bit about at the beginning, you know, the today show that just kind of bringing the, 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 the spotlight on this card and how big this card could end up being. What's it been like for you? The, uh, the whole media, you know, including being on with the two of us, very, very exciting. Um, but what's it been like the media rush when something like this happens? 
I mean, it's obviously exciting. So it's exciting selfishly and personally for REA. Obviously, we we always would prefer to have our name tagged to something like this, but it's really exciting for the hobby. I mean, I do consider myself and REA as uh, ambassadors for the hobby. Anytime we can bring positive eyeballs to it, that's exciting. Um, and then just with respect to the Ruth, it's obviously important and exciting that we're able to publicize this auction, but I'm happy that we're able to educate people and we're able to share this story. A lot of people don't know the significance of this card. A lot of people don't realize Ruth's story and background. They think, oh yeah, he was a Yankee and he had a short stint with the Red Sox, but they don't know the the origin and the genesis of Ruth. So um, it's exciting for a lot of different reasons and we're lucky and thankful that mainstream media has cared about it. And, and you uh, know what? We, yeah, he's he's one of those guys like, you know, Ali, Oh, absolutely. Ruth, even Michael Jordan. Now, yeah. I don't know if Brady is there yet, but I mean, he might be one of those. They go beyond sports. They're iconic. Jackie Robinson, yeah. obviously. Yeah, they represent so, so much me, more. I look at this as an historical it is. piece. It's, it's an a, historical find, right? Great, great yeah. call on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. not just a baseball card. It is really, literally a yeah. piece of American history. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, transcends everything. I mean, you know, we two years ago, you guys know we sold the six point six million dollar Honus Wagner. Yep. I was telling friends, I was telling family we made news for that. And everybody almost to a T did I have to explain who Honus Wagner. Absolutely. Was. Right. You don't have to do that with Babe Ruth. Nope. Um, so, yeah, transcends sport, culture, really fabric of America. What's the uh, what's the traffic and attitude like in the uh, Dwyer household? Is is the uh, is there a lot of activity this week in the house with the wife and kids and all of that? We're we're hosting Thanksgiving. I'm I'm not able to uh, contribute maybe as much as I would in normal years. <laughs> a lot of responsibilities with this auction, but it's good. It's exciting. I mean, again, personally, it's it's very exciting. This is something that I view as a, a career highlight for me. Uh, to be able to sell two record-setting cards potentially in the span of two years is is incredible. And I've been in the hobby. I mean, you guys know, you know my story. I've been in the hobby for 30 years yeah. of my 37 years on earth. I've been a professional for 15 going on 16 years. The fact that I can bring positive news and eyeballs to the industry, that's very exciting and rewarding for me. Brian, let's talk about some of the other yeah, items some good in the stuff auction. In there. Because, yeah. I mean, this auction, I was I was going through it. You know, it's I love sitting on my couch on my phone, and I just stop from the first lot, and You're I just right. slow. It's just I mean, you got, how many yeah. how many lots in this auction? It's about forty one hundred. <laughs> forty one hundred <laughs> lots, right? So you make a couple bucks on each one. So yeah. let's talk about some of the, some of the high. Actually, walk away know, with eight grand. That's awesome. Here's what I like. I know, really. I'd like to talk about some of the other highlights, but also, can you tie in some of the some of the items that you think? would be affordable for the 80% of the collectors in the world that uh, are on a budget. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've looked at the auction up and down and every which way. And I think that, yes, you know, this potentially $10 million Babe Ruth card is catching a lot of the news, but we have starting bids in this auction that are a hundred dollars right. and we have Ruth cards that are starting at two or $300. We have a 1948 American association Babe Ruth. That's got a starting bid of $300 and that's issued during his lifetime. So there's great variety uh, there's all sorts of condition spectrum. We've got authentics and ones all the way up to nines and tens. And as far as variety, I mean, I'm particularly proud of this auction because there's great vintage baseball, which we're known for, but there's some rare other sports. There's some rare gaming. There's some rare photos and tickets and game used memorabilia. I mean, we have game used jerseys from Tom Brady, Kareem, Oscar yeah, Roberts. Right. 
just incredible well, stuff. That's, you know something? That's what I love about your auction. Um, you really always tend to have a really nice mix of uh, cards, uh, post-war uh, memorabilia, pre-war memorabilia, and then other, other little non-sports items. There's one, there's one item in your memorabilia that I am really tracking and keeping an eye on, um, and that is a Jake Dobbit uh, bat. Hmm. And are you familiar with the item? I mean, by name, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jake Dobbit, for me, um, is one of my favorite all-time players. I've always considered him a, a bubble player uh, for the Hall of Fame. Great player. Actually, I, I really, uh, we really tried pushing him uh, as a Hall of Famer. I remember. In the, in the Cracker Jack. I remember. He was, yeah. Right? We yeah. pushed that. Yeah. Uh, you got a, you got a, a, a Jake Daubert gamer. Uh, I believe it's in your auction that was uh, authenticated by uh, John Tobby. Uh, it's a great bat. I'm keeping an eye on that bad boy. There's some amazing, you know, we talk about historic items, right? I mean, I saw a Harry Wright cabinet card. Goes back to 1877, Brian. A gold coin, Buck Ewing, 1887. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about origin of the game, origin yeah. of trading cards. Yeah. Harry Wright's actually signed by him, which is even Un- more unreal. spectacular. Yeah, we've got uh, yeah, we've got we've got an incredible selection of 19th century this auction. Some very rare cabinet cards. Um, some of them are only the second or third examples known to exist. Some of them are unique. So you know, variety has always been the spice of REA. I mean, we've made our name in in baseball, but over the last several years, we've made a big push to be more representative of the hobby. And, you know, there are guys that are watching this that are memorabilia collectors and autograph collectors and maybe dabble in basketball and hockey. And there's a newer generation that's more obsessed with modern or Pokemon cards. So for us, it's about getting something for everybody. Brian, are you, uh, before we take a break, let's talk about some of those modern and ultra-modern cards, Pokemon especially. I mean, that's a whole learning process, isn't it? To really learn about that particular issue. Without a doubt. I mean, there's nuances to Pokemon that I can't even comprehend. Um, Thankfully, we have people on our staff that grew up collecting that. You know, that for a certain demographic is is, uh, right in their wheelhouse. And so we've got those people on our staff. But, um, you know, it's it's great. And for some collectors, that might be the gateway to Babe Ruth, right? You know, I don't collect what I collected when I was 15. So it's uh, it's fun to get everybody involved, however it happens. Hey, before we take a break... (laughs) You know, no. All right. Now, Brian, this is, this is the live read for the Philly show. This actually came with now, that 1914 Now, I, he, he, he has everything. He has everything. At the beginning I'm of the very show, organized. He comes in with a beautiful very organized, folder. Brian. And I said, you have the Philly show read, right? And he looks around and he says, I no. tossed it. I tossed he it. He wrapped my, part of the apple mistake. in it and threw it in the I trash. Talked, I tossed it. I thought... All right. All right. Should we do it now? Yes. All right. <laughs> Professional show business kicks in right here. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show. Also a ship in uh, the message in a bottle. This was actually, I found this in the Atlantic. The Philly Show from Friday, December 1st to Sunday, December 3rd, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center Hall, A&E, 100 Station Ave, Oaks, PA, 19456 is the zip if you're wondering. Shop our expanded 100,000 plus square foot show floor 
store with over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer booths of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 10 and under get in free. Autograph guests to include Philadelphia Phillies fan favorite, 2008 World Series MVP Cole Hamels, Eagles greats like Brian Dawkins, Randall Cunningham, Ron Jaworski, Harold Carmichael, and many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Brian is in the house. Brian Dwyer, we're going to look at the card again. Uh, we do have another potential guest uh, coming in from uh, Ultra Pro, uh, Enrique, how do you pronounce his last name? Rivacalba. Rivacalba. Uh, he's got a new product that we're going to be chatting about. I don't know if he's here, but if he isn't, we're going to ch- We're going to go with Brian. <laughs> oh, he is here. He's saying it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, 
and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. So the question is, how does your company or organization do promotions? Imprinted products keep your brand in front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. For the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, give Petroselli Marketing Group a call at 800-264-4294 or email mp at petrocellimkt.com. And... If you want to have an absolute blast obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you got to check out JRI Cards. Our Paisan, Charlie the Iron Ripper Perino, along with Money Marco, the Dollar Dollar Girls, and the JRI Gang, give you the chance to participate in opening a graded, unopened, and sealed fresh wax or cello pack of your favorite sport or non-sport favorite. It's easy. You buy in. Charlie opens a pack. You get a packed fresh card. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, the guys at JRI Cards will even have it graded for you on the house. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, JRI is the hottest card-pulling show on the internet. 
Charlie and his staff make it fun, entertaining, and enjoyable with his collection of hats and sound effects. And don't forget that JRI donates a part of their proceeds to various charities. That's JRI Cards. Check out their exclusive breaks and events that everyone is talking about. They're always digging up cardboard treasures. For a great hobby experience, go to JRICards.com. Okay, we are back with Brian Dwyer from REA and... This gentleman is, uh, I had a hard time pronouncing his last name, but I've got it, Enrique Ravacalba, and Enrique is the uh, VP of uh, exactly brand marketing? Brand strategy, that's right. Brand Brand strategy. strategy. Now, and Brian, uh, I know that uh, obviously you're a card guy, Uh, Ultra Pro, everybody knows Ultra Pro, it's a great product, Uh, there's a couple of uh, items here. Uh, that that I'm displaying, but I want to talk about a new product that you guys are going to be launching called the Cod Preserver. Enrique, can you tell us about it? Absolutely. So, uh, for anybody who can't see it, this is our brand new product. It's called the Card Preserver, and I happen to have one open here. And so, what this is, it's really cool. It's a brand new product. Uh, it's patented, and what makes it extra special is it's soft on the front. But it's rigid on the back. I'm put so you in. get the best of both worlds. So what you do, and it has a handy-dandy little flap here. So I happen to have a, uh, a Brett Favre reflections here. Oh, wait a second. I have a, I have a Steve Carlton, but you can do the Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> so you put that in there, and it's really easy to load. And then what's cool about it is it has pre-applied adhesive. So you take off your little flap here. Yeah. And then you seal it. That's and nice. There you go. Yeah. Now I'm I'm doing that. I'm I'm doing it right now. I love it. I absolutely. That's great. Look at this. That's awesome. Now, obviously, we cannot fit the uh, 1914 Babe Ruth uh, card in here, uh, but this is this is just a great product. When are you going to be launching this? This is going to be ready in the first quarter, and uh, you know, to your to your point there, we are going to be making different sizes. Um, so that'll be coming in the first quarter, and uh, the different sizes will come later down the road. So, Brian, why don't you hold up the Babe Ruth? Do you have the Babe Ruth card? There you go. So, Enrique, if you you know, we should maybe talk to him about some someday whoever the, whoever wins this card, uh, you know, reholding it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Great card. Whoever wins that card may end up buying the company. By the way, Enrique. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what I like about this? Two things, Enrique. One, the first part that you mentioned, putting the card in. There's, you know, especially if you have cards that are, have some value, sometimes you wreck a card putting it in a little case, right? And then the adhesive part, I think, just provides protection. How important is that, you know, the ease of, of putting the card into the holder and then the protection part? Absolutely. So the, the sort of normal way to submit your cards right now is you've got to put them in one of these. Yeah, Am I right. right? And so what happens is, you know, as you're trying to stick a card in there, you've got this, you know, you can even hear it a little bit. It's really hard and it messes up. You can wreck you know, a corner. Right. Yeah. You can wreck a corner. Corners. Yeah. Yeah. The corners of the card. And that's one of the most valuable pieces. So there's other solutions, you know, obviously our top loader and our yeah. top loader is great. We love it. We, you know, we want to keep supporting it, but this is archival safe. So what happens here, you know, recently we tested this uh, with an organization called PAT and so now this is officially certified as museum grade quality. So you put you, you put your card in here, leave it in there forever. It's not going to fade. And that's not true with all of the products. Hey, Brian, you know, we talk about this. I mean, and you, you know, just you just came across cards this. that have been around I over 100 years. Card storage, card protection, very big part of, of what we're in here, right? 
Oh, oh did we oh. lose him? I think we lost your audio. Let's try it again. Sorry, I, have, I had you on mute, mute <laughs> while he was speaking. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying, without a doubt, I mean, you're looking at millions of dollars on this Babe Ruth card between a one and a two and a three. So you nick a corner and you, you cost yourself millions of dollars and you can fix that problem for a couple bucks. Again, we had chatting with Enrique Ravacalba from Ultra Pro. And by the way, well uh, you know, uh, you were reading the JRI, and we've gotten a couple of emails to sponsors potential sponsors, and we appreciate patience. We appreciate the patience. Uh, there are people actually waiting, waiting in line, and uh, all we're asking, we don't want to make this an infomercial. It's already, there are already a lot of commercials, so uh, just be patient, and at some point in time, we will get you in. I got a nice email saying, when can we come on? Nice. <laughs> we just, we, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. uh, Enrique, um, Let's talk about the, the card preserver a little, uh, a little more. You're going to launch it in the first quarter of 2024? That's right. And, yeah, uh, it should be coming in the first quarter. Uh, we're in production right now. It'll be in, on the water, as they say, over the next month or so. So these are going to be, uh, I'm assuming, these are going to be readily, readily available at the National. Yeah, we're doing a couple of things. So we have sample packs. So you go to your favorite show. In fact, we just came from uh, uh, Toronto Sports Card Expo. We gave away a bunch of these, I think about a thousand pieces. There's three uh, card preservers in here. So if you go to national, you'll have some. If you're lucky enough to go to sports and tailgate show uh, in January, you can get some of those. Um, and then again, in the first quarter, you'll see this, which is a 25 pack. Yeah. So there's 25 in here. This is about $4.99. Um, so you'll see that it, it fits cards up to 35 point officially. You can probably get a 55 point in there. Um, but you'll start to see this at your favorite local hobby shop and uh, online, of course. I, I was going to say, Enrique, the marketing strategy where people can get it, can people going to be able to get them online as well? You're going to get them out to stores as well? Yeah, we're going to have them on ultrapro.com. So, yeah. you know, go on, if you go on there today, you'll see, you know, a 360 spin. It kind of gives you some bullet points on how it works, why it's so great. Um, and we are also working with grading companies. Um, so we might be, uh, you know, Stay tuned for that in the first quarter. Um, there may be some OEM versions of this coming soon. Awesome. Really, really That's good. That's great. Uh, I think it's a great product. Awesome. I, I love I, it. I love it. I love uh, it. I have a lot of uh, raw yeah. cards, and I'm going to take advantage of No, I, I love the, the easy installation, if you'll call it. And yeah. then the adhesive is awesome. It's just hey, great. What is your website address uh, for more info? It's Ultra Pro. Just the way it's spelled, you know, ultrapro.com. Um, you guys yeah, are the you, you really are the leader in, in this in this product line. You, in this what you guys do, you're the leader in this. We all know that. Brian, the auction ends when? Sunday, December third. Can you hold it up one more time because that's as close <laughs> to it as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> now again, a special shout out to Joe Marino, Staten Island Joe. Sell a couple of your Corvettes and get a get a bid in on that card. Brian, I'm wishing you the best, man. We are so happy for you. The whole the whole hobby is rooting for you on this one. Yeah, fantastic. And you have to really believe this. The whole hobby uh, wants you to do well. Enrique. And so, again, so many other great things in that auction as well. Oh, yeah. So, tremendous yeah. items. I'm so, keeping, I got yeah. two, two items I'm going to bid on, Brian, too. Oh, by the way, you got some of my items in there that people can bid <laughs> on. But I'm not going to tell them what it is. I'm not going to tell them what it is. With that being the, the, said. The Baltimore News Babe Ruth is Tom. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> With that being said, Brian, good luck. Enrique, wishing you the best. We'll see you at the National to our viewers and listeners. We are overwhelmed by the support and the viewership. Happy all Thanksgiving, everybody, Happy too. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And with that being said, 
happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.